Being Swedish, it's probably not surprising for me to say I'm a huge fan of Spotify. Being a podcast host, it's probably also not surprising for me to say I'm a huge fan of podcasts. So combining the two makes for an epic combo. Did you know you can listen to podcasts on Spotify, my show included? With more than 150,000 podcasts, you can learn how to balance a budget, balance your nutrition, even how to feel balanced while meditating. There are shows for everything you could possibly need. All podcasts on Spotify are free and you can even download episodes for those times when you've gone off the grid, you know, to get all that newfound balance into your life. Check it out today. Find amazing new shows by listening to podcasts on Spotify. Hi, and welcome to another episode of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. I am talking to you right now from my bedroom floor. I've been recording almost almost every single podcast over the past couple of weeks. I've been at home since I'm now quote unquote home with the baby. Um, we've had a really fun day today. We have some friends here vi- visiting from Michigan and we went to the water park. There's a water park in Aruba. It's like on an island. It's kind of weird. <laughs> um, I've never been before. I, I did like a thing there, but I've never been to actually experience the water park. But now that we have a baby, it makes sense. So we took a little boat there and we spent the morning um, going in the slides and swimming and eating really shitty all-inclusive food. But now we're back and I just put the baby down and I'm here talking to you. It's been a... I don't even know. I feel like I feel like it was a, a weeks ago since I, I, I recorded the last show because I feel like so much has happened this this past week. But how about we all begin by just taking a couple of really deep breaths? I know I, I need it. So let's take a cleansing breath to start. Full inhale in through the nose. Hold at the top for a second. And then open the mouth. Let it out. And just take a few moments to bring some awareness into the body for everything to slow down a bit. If you have the ability to, you can close your eyes and maybe place your hands on your heart and just take a few breaths. Feel what it feels like to be right here, right now. And most of all, notice what's moving in the space beneath the palms of your hands. So what's moving right across the chest, what's moving across your heart in this moment. Whenever I whenever I do this, <laughs> I mean it's such an easy thing to do, but literally whenever I sit down, I put my hands on my heart and I check in. You know how am I doing right now? Um, I always get really emotional, and I always feel like I could kind of cry. <laughs> and sometimes that cry, it's like, oh, I'm I'm really happy, and things are just really beautiful, and and that makes me feel so emotional that I feel like I could cry. And sometimes I'm just super tired and exhausted, and oh, that makes me feel like I could cry. <laughs> you know. Whether it's good or bad, I could always cry. I could always use a little bit more crying, I think, in my day. But yeah, I mean, speaking from the heart, how am I doing? I'm doing really, really well. I've been really, I've been really happy to have some kind of quasi vacation days. My mom is here visiting, so that's been super fun. I'm also totally exhausted because I have a crazy, crazy toddler in my life right now. And I don't know how long this phase is going to last. I started talking about this in the last podcast episode that she's throwing food at me and all that stuff. Luckily, that ended. So we were still super present with her for every meal. So she's not throwing food at our faces anymore, which is great. But she's in this phase right now where she screams all the time. Like she used to wake up and she would lie in bed and like sing to herself. Now she wakes up and she just yells, Mama! (laughs) 
<laughs> like I should know before she wakes up and the moment she like bats her little eyelids open, I should be here, you know, ready for her on demand all the time. And she's not like this with Dennis. It's literally just me. And when when I'm around, it's like if I'm in the house, uh, she's on my hip. Like I, she she walks. She has this new sentence that she says. She says, "Bad me, mama, bad me, bad me," which is Swedish for "carry me," all day long. And she used to go like, "uh," and reach her arms up. And I was like, "Hey, use your words, you know, you like in Swedish, like to consider bad me, mama." And then now all oh, that's all she says is "bad me," like "carry me, carry me," and that's driving me insane. I actually prefer the "uh" sound <laughs> because. It's just every 10 seconds all day, like, carry me, carry me, carry me. And if I don't carry her, she like throws a little fit and, you know, cries and it lasts forever. So I just end up carrying her all day long because it's easier. Um, and it's just, it's very intense right now, you guys. I kind of understand why people have a second baby, usually a little bit earlier, like at a year and a half, <laughs> something like that. Like it makes sense for people to have a second baby before entering the face of the terrible twos or whatever is going on right now. Because this moment right now, I'm like, more kids? Hell no. <laughs> like, I can barely manage this one little terrorist baby that I have right now. And at the same time, she's just crazy adorable and cute. It's just, man, it's, it's, we go 120 miles per hour from the moment we wake up till the moment we go to bed, like all day long. It's, it's, it's very intense. Yeah, anyone with kids out there listening, you you know what this is like. And I've kind of heard people talk about these years like very intense and, you know, toddlers especially and being two and three and all that. Like it's a very crazy time. For me, it's more like it's it's emotionally draining to be this on all the time, like literally all the time. And it didn't used to be like that. Like she could go in her room and she would read quietly by herself or she would hang out with Dennis and we have a nanny that's around a lot that helps out. And now it's just like, it's me. It's like mom or bust. Like it's, you know, for me to get some space, I have to leave the house and be alone. And when I leave, she like follows me to the door and she bangs on the window when I go and crying, you know, like the world has ended because I'm going to go take a five minute break somewhere. You know, it's so... It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. So when I do that little check-in right now, even just now putting her to bed, you know, it's like she's really easy with sleep and all that stuff still, thank God. But it's like, she's having conversations with me now and she's trying to negotiate. So I'm like, it's time to go to bed. She's like, no, no, I want to read more, read more. I'm like, no, we're going to go to bed now. And she's like, no, I don't want to go to bed. I want to read. And she talks to me and tells me the other things she wants to do. And I love having conversation with her, but I don't want to enter this space where I'm negotiating with my baby about life. Like, that's just a no-go. So I end up like, okay, nope, this is it. We're going to go to bed. Like, even just now leaving that water park, it's a boat. And I'm explaining, like, when we're on a boat, you sit down. Like, there's no option in the universe where you're going to ever be on a boat (laughs) in your life standing up. Like, you're going to sit down. That's the rule. And, of course, she, like, freaks out. And she's like, stand up. I want to stand up. And it's kind of like she wants to stand up just because I said she has to sit. (laughs) And, you know, like, I'm not having it. So we spent the whole boat ride. Like, I'm holding her down. Like, I'm a human, like, life vest. (laughs) And just, like, and she's just kind of screaming the whole, the whole way, which was, like, four-minute ride, baby. But even just that, it's, like, little moments at a time when things are hard, but it's really, really draining. And I find myself, like, I find myself needing more sleep throughout these, this past week since she's been like this. I find myself, like, I'm craving more food. It's, like... I don't know. It's like, it's like, 
I, it's energy wise, it's really draining. So I just, I need more of everything. Like I need more sleep. I need more wine. <laughs> I need more food. I just need like more support, more friends. Like I need to talk on the phone with my friends more. I don't know. And my mom is here right now helping too. So it's kind of like crazy that this is, is hard right now. But hats off to uh, every parent, every mom, every dad out there going through this or that have been through this in their life. The worst thing I think is my mom is here and I love having, having my mom here, but she's under the impression she has, she has four kids and she's under the impression that none of her kids were ever difficult, ever. <laughs> And I have other friends who say that their parents are the same, like, oh, no, you never cried or you never had a tantrum. And I don't remember any of you of my kids ever being fuzzy about food. I don't know if it's like a grand, like grandparent, like amnesia. Is, is there such a thing where like you grow older and you forget about the challenging parts about having babies? Uh, but it's kind of making me feel like like we're the only one like with a child that's like a little bit difficult right now especially she since she had four she was like you never none of you were ever fuzzy with food none no one ever threw anything and I'm like you know what like can you just like stop talking about this right now because you're not helping <laughs> okay 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 let's scale it back so other than that, I mean, the, the the really beautiful moments in the day are super awesome, like really, really, really awesome. But what I should be doing, and I know that that's something I should be, I, I, I hate the shoulds. Like oh, my friend Jen, she always says, don't should all over yourself. Like stop shoulding all over yourself. I should be giving myself the gift of more sleep like that. I know I've just, I'm, it's, it hasn't been so easy for me to sleep. The past week, I've had a couple of like, kind of for me in intense things and I don't know if this is because of this intensity of baby and I'm I'm like drastically doing things that I feel are really good for me <laughs> I don't know on a whim I've done a couple of really intense things a few of them revolve hair <laughs> a bunch of people were writing me asking me about this because I just shared a little bit like super briefly through through social media but so I have this braid in my hair that I've had for the past I don't know 15 years maybe maybe more, I'm going to say, like, you know, 15 years, let me see, since I was like, wait, how old am I? <laughs> okay, maybe 12 years. Okay, let's, let's not, let's not exaggerate, Rachel, like 11 or 12 years. Um, from way before, like I'm counting, I'm trying to count all the time, different things, like I've almost been with Dennis for a decade. So everything before Dennis is like, really long ago <laughs> and it's just it's like not equating in my head how long I've been together with Dennis and how long I've lived in Aruba now it's kind of nuts but it's almost a whole decade so yeah um, my, my best friend Andrea who I lived with in Costa Rica she put this braid in my hair I'm guessing like 12 years ago 13 maybe and it was this like at first it was just a braid that she braided like at the kind of like ba like it's beneath my hair like you don't really see it in normal photos and stuff but like it's like underneath all my hair I have a lot of hair so you don't see it all the time um, and it was a braid. And then like a few months later, she put like a wrap, like I made a hair wrap out of it. And then I had it redone like the next year she did it again. And then like since then, you know, it's been years and years of just having this like braid there, it became a dread and then it grew out and then I had it wrapped again, all this stuff. So it's, it's, uh, I've had it there for a really long time. And then Andrea passed away in 20, 2014. She died. She had a car accident. So of course this kind of, you know, braid that she braided into my hair with this hair wrap that I've had you know, since she put it there, it became this intensely important thing. You know, it became this nostalgic thing almost like this part of me that I had in my hair that where I could sort of feel her presence. I don't know. And there is something about hair. Like, I feel like I talk about hair a lot in this podcast. 
um it's like leg hair like i've you know been talking about this for so for so long but there is something really powerful about hair you know in in native american culture hair is where our wisdom lies um there's other cultures that believe that our hair is like our antenna it's how we communicate with the outside world um you know we have hair on different parts of our bodies for different reasons and I kind of have had that feeling, like if I've had a really challenging moment, especially when she just passed away, sometimes I would grab that braid and I would feel super connected. Like I was almost like avatar-ish, you know? <laughs> I don't know, like I would just hold it and I would breathe and I would just kind of bring me back to the present moment. Like I was rooting down through the earth by this connection to my to my braid. It's, strange. it's hard for me to explain. And I've had it there for so long and I've kind of rebraided it and have it had it done and I cut a piece of it off once, but then, you know, I've always had like the base of it for a long time. And it wasn't even, I think I was in LA, it was in the summertime and I had it rebraided, like rewrapped, I guess. And I posted it on social and then some people were talking about it and asking and, you know, oh, I didn't know you had that and why is it there? And I kind of told a story that uh, I, my best friend braided it years and years ago and then she passed away and, and it reminds me of her. And the over these past couple of weeks, like, I don't know what it is, but I've been really annoyed by it. I, I, and I've never been, had that ever, ever. I mean, it's a huge, like, braid in underneath all my hair. So if I ever go to the hairdresser, like, they have to separate it. When I wash my hair, I have to separate it. I have to, like, brush the area around the braid more because it kind of, like, it gets messy there. I mean, it's like, it's like a little bit of a hassle, but it's never bothered me, ever. But the past couple of weeks, I've, like, found myself, like, been really annoyed with it and it's just kind of been making my hair more of a mess than normal and so I don't know like a week two weeks ago maybe I just I sat down and I cut the string out for no reason at all I was like okay I'm just gonna and I was thinking like I'm just gonna redo it I'm just gonna cut all the string out I haven't done that in a while and just like rewrap it so that it's like more intact and then I did that and then I started uncovering because it's like you know it's like this huge dready braid thing layers of stuff like there's like you know the wrap I had before and then the wrap I had five years ago I mean it's, this is like a thick braid I have in my like it sounds kind of gross when I talk about it right now <laughs> it is kind of gross and then I just ended up not re-wrapping it and then a couple of days ago I was literally sitting on the couch and I was just like touching my braid and it was just annoying the shit out of me and without thinking like literally I did not like contemplate it I didn't I didn't like tell Dennis like, hey, I think I'm going to maybe do this. I, I just like went to the kitchen, grabbed a pair of scissors without even looking in a mirror to see how I was cutting it. I just I just cut it off. And it, it wasn't like a tiny little thing. Like this was a massive piece of my hair. <laughs> and I just cut it off. And I didn't even think twice about it. I just cut it off and, and that was it. <laughs> and then I felt this huge wave of relief. Like I don't know how to explain it. This massive, oh, just 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 relief kind of washed over me as I as I cut this massive piece of hair out. <laughs> and I feel like I'm just telling this story now, like I sound like I'm crazy. And then it wasn't until like the next day, I was like, oh yeah, then it was like, like I cut my braid out. He was like, what? <laughs> what? Like, you know, what do you mean? Like you've had that thing, like since, since he, forever, since he's known me, I've had this braid in my hair. He's like, without saying anything, like why? I'm like, I don't know. I just, I was done with it. It's like, okay, are you having like a third life crisis or something? I was like, no, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I just had to get it out. And I still have the piece of hair. Actually, it's in my outside bathroom. And my plan is to have a little ceremony and bury it. And I started, and it's also kind of weird. Like I started having a ceremony. <laughs> like I just wanted to bury the hair. <laughs> that sounds so insane. I was going to have like a little 
burial for my braid, I guess. But then something happened with the baby, so I didn't get to finish it. So actually, like, I haven't even completed that yet. I don't know. I don't know what what this is. I feel like this is, there's something shedding. There's something, like, happening here. Anyway, that's just, like, one piece. And then I think the next day or two days later, um, I've been talking on this podcast a lot about shaving my legs and growing out my leg hair. If you follow this podcast or you listen to it a lot, you know, like, I don't know, past months I've been talking about this so much. And I've shared how, you know, I hate shaving my legs. I hate the idea of shaving my legs. I mean, the actual act of having to do it all the time. I hate it. It's a huge waste of time. I just really don't like it. I have really like thick, coarse, black leg hair. So if I shave, I have to shave every other day. I mean, I really do. Like it's, it's, you know, otherwise it's not manageable. And I've been reading Women Who Run With Wolves, and I've been so tapped into my inner wild woman and this idea of wanting to be super primal and just not give a shit about anything and, you know, like grow out my armpit hair and my leg hair and like never shave again and just be the way I was born, kind of, you know, and not, you know, and at least for the, the, in, the in the areas or in the ways where, where that annoy me, like, you know, some things... I don't enjoy like I enjoy putting on makeup sometimes that's not a big deal for me but like the shaving part like I hate it so I stopped shaving um and this was like a couple months ago and I go through phases like that where I completely stop shaving and then I feel really self-conscious about it you know I have to go to a party or something and I'm like oh you know and I just shave and then I you know the cycle starts over again so a couple times a year I like I like proclaim to the world like I'm not ever gonna shave ever again and then two months later I'm like yeah no I'm gonna shave right now so this time around, I don't know, I felt really comfortable with it. And this was the first time that I really completely stopped shaving, but I didn't care. So I went to the beach and, you know, we had friends over by the pool and um, I went out for a night of dancing in like a really short skirt with my crazy leg hair. And I didn't just didn't phase me at all. I wasn't even thinking about it. I was like, okay, this is just my life now. <laughs> and it's totally fine. Like it's an internal thing. Like no one really gives a shit about anybody else's like hair on their legs. It's all an internal thing. But then all of a sudden, like after I cut cut my braid off, two days later, I'm like sitting there looking at my leg hair and I'm like, what is this? Like, why am I like Chewbacca, right? Like I'm like a gorilla, like my whole, and everybody listening, because I'm blonde, you think I have this like cutesy little sparse blonde, like, like, no, it's not like, you know, my mom came and she was like, what is going on with your legs? What, what is this? Like, how, how do your legs look like this? Like, what, what? (laughs) Like, it's totally crazy. I actually, I even, I posted like a little boomerang of my leg hair on Instagram. Within 20 seconds, I had like 500 DMs from people like, that's not, that's not real. Like, this is fake because that's how insane, that's how insanely hairy my legs were. Like, it's, it was like not cute. And I actually deleted the boomerang because I was like, oh shit, like maybe it's worse than I think. And I'm like blind to it. Anyway, and then that same day, I'm like, okay, I made an appointment at a salon. And the next morning I went and I got a wax, <laughs> which, which is like the total opposite of everything I've spoken about over the past couple of months. Like it's the opposite. I mean, it's like more intense than shaving. It's literally pulling the hair with the roots out of your legs. And I just... And I got a wax and it hurt like fucking hell. And since then, I've just felt so much better. <laughs> I don't know. The feeling afterward was just like amazing. I don't know. I, I've, I've, I've just felt way more at ease. I, fe- I felt like I shed a layer. I mean, I did shed a layer. It's probably like, I probably lost some weight just waxing that hair, I, I swear. <laughs> but I don't know. I just felt totally light. And then I was like, okay, well, maybe I got stuck to this idea of maybe being primal and wild 
has less to do with the material outcome of, you know, what, what the world looks like or what I look like or the actions that I take. And it has more to do with following my instinct at any given moment and just letting that be what leads the way. I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm figuring something out here. Um, and and I, I thought like, oh my God, you know, like harnessing this inner primal space. It just means like letting everything be totally natural and not giving a shit of, about what society says and just doing my own thing. But then that started getting kind of heavy. You know what I mean? Like just the fact that I shared something online and then I deleted it because I felt like, ooh, that didn't feel good. It means that like I wasn't, I wasn't in alignment with with that. I mean, that was just super clear. And then the moment I, I waxed, I was like, oh, I feel so good now. Like I feel, I don't know, I felt just like lighter for some fucking reason. So I'm thinking that connecting to your inner wild woman really has more to do with following that what whatever your inner woman says, right? Whatever your inner wild woman says, which apparently for me floats between two extremes of life all the fucking time. I mean, literally, that's just what it is. Like, 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 like the other week, like I had the urge to go party and I went dancing until like five in the morning, drinking tequila with, with a really good friend of mine. Uh, yeah, with my like super hairy legs in my short dress, having the best fucking time. So much fun. And then two days later, I meditated five times in a day. <laughs> and I like, we have this backyard that, that becomes desert and I have to kind of like, we have a machete. I have to like make space through the cacti. Like there's bush and stuff to get through. Um, just so I could get to my meditation walk where I haven't sat in a really long time. Like, cause it's just, it's kind of far away and it's yeah, full of cacti. And I went there and I sat there five times in a day, just alone in total silence, like needing space just to breathe and be. So, you know, my inner like intuition, is just, it floats between like massive extremes of just total noise and wild, crazy stuff. And then total silence and, and, and this urge for, for inner peace and to not yeah, to be totally, completely still. And apparently it floats between like wanting to be like, like a wolf, like a, like a, (laughs) like a wolf woman, a literal hairy wolf woman and like waxing every hair off of my body and feeling really good about that. I don't know, man. (laughs) And then I have friends who are like, you know, very much living this super natural lifestyle who are like, you know, why would you do that? And that's super crazy and expose yourself to pain. And I'm like, you know what? It's not about that. It's just about doing what I want to do whenever I want to do it. I think I'm still kind of figuring this out. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. Last weekend, I joined Dennis in completing a triathlon here in Aruba. At the end of it, I had a realization. The thing about being a triathlete is you have to swim and bike and run, and I don't like any of those things. When it comes to moving your body, there are so many ways to do it. It's such an important practice, so it's best to try different things until you find what really resonates with you. And the best way to try as many new things as possible is to try ClassPass. ClassPass is an all-access membership to over 14,000 of the best gyms and studios all over the world. You can go where you want, when you want, and how you want. Try yoga, strength training, spin, bar, even boxing, and try it all without the commitment to a single gym or overpaying for drop-ins. There's no better way to find what really works for you. ClassPass gives you the variety and accountability you need to attend class and move your body. With so many different options and opportunities, you'll be sure to find something that works for you. Whether it's near your work, your house, or even if you travel a lot for business, ClassPass is everywhere and has everything you need to make movement fun. So you don't have to take it too seriously. Instead, think of it as a way to explore your body. Monthly memberships start at $15 and you can cancel at any time. Mix it up and find the perfect studios and classes just for you. 
honestly, honestly, third life crisis, is there such a thing or is this just third life crisis slash reaction to having a crazy toddler in my life who takes up all the space in my life at all times, literally? I don't know. And I'm kind of like, like mother earth or mother nature is really, I mean, obviously really genius, but the fact that I love her so much, like she's never more difficult than the love I have, you know, if it would be the other way around, if she would ever like get more difficult than, than, than how much I love her, then I can see this getting really, really, really hard. <laughs> but the love just grows every day. And even if she gets more difficult every day, like I love her more every day. So it's just like parenting kind of works all the time. Like it never, I've never once sat down like, okay, this is not manageable. Like I can't do it. No, even when it's really hard, like when she's like being super, super difficult, it's always totally manageable. And I, I guess that's the, the genius. That's how like we're carrying humanity on into the future <laughs> by mothers and fathers loving their children an absolute inappropriate amount. <laughs> like, like she's, 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 she's insane. She's totally fucking insane right now. Like, I don't know. I feel like I should put a GoPro on her head one day. Just like, like what, what does she do in a day? Like, how are we managing this right now? I don't know. And then, so aside from, yeah, cutting off my braid, trying to have a, a hair funeral that failed, <laughs> waxing my legs completely, like that shit hurts like, like, like a lot. You guys, any waxers out there? You, yeah, that was, that was really intense. And then the third thing that I started doing in the past week is I, I started vaping. <laughs> Do you even vape, bro? <laughs> I started vaping. Oh yeah, wait, I didn't. I did one more crazy thing. I started vaping. So my friend who's here, you should follow her on Instagram if you don't. She's supermodel mama. She's amazing, Amanda. She's here with her whole family. She has three children, and they're totally chill and fine and do everything. So I, I'm, I don't know. Like other people do this with with many many kids at all times. Leah Luna is definitely like fifteen times louder and more intense and crazier than all of their kids combined. They're all like so sweet and chill and cool. And they're here and she's really into CBD and CBD oil. And she's been trying to get me to start taking CBD for a while. And she's always telling me, you know, it's so amazing. So anyone who doesn't know, CBD oil, like it is definitely like marijuana and it's like it's weed oil, but it's without the THC, which is the component of weed that makes you high. So CBD is, is marijuana with all the benefits and the amazing health benefits that it has without any of the high whatsoever. So it's literally something you can give to kids. You can give it to your dogs. Like Amanda uses it for her like baby who's teething and it's, you know, been super efficient or proven scientifically to be super effective for all sorts of seizures and, and like for, for anxiety and stuff, like even in dogs, like people, I I have a lot of friends who give CBD to their dogs around New Year's when it's really intense with fireworks or when they're traveling and things like that. So I have a lot of friends that take CBD, but I've always been really wary. I've never been a weed smoking person. Um, I'm not against it at all. Like most of my friends smoke. I just, I don't like the feeling of being high. Never have ever. I like the feeling of drinking wine, like <laughs> two glasses of wine for me. It's like, mm, like perfect hits the spot, but like smoking a joint or smoking weed, uh, never, never enjoyed it. Never was for me. And then I have friends like my friend, Ashley, who lives in Costa Rica, who, uh, always, always, especially when I'm stressing or if I'm going through something really intense, she's like, you need to smoke, but not in a social setting. Like you need to smoke and roll out your yoga mat and have it be a pra- part of your practice or smoke and go sit in silence. Like it's this very sacred spiritual way to tap into mother earth. Like it's this amazing, amazing medicine. 
And I just never, ever got into it because I don't like like the high feeling. It's just not for me at all. So the idea of CBD, especially when I was feeling really stressed over the end of last year and I was working super hard, I couldn't sleep really well. I started feeling really anxious, a bunch of stuff. Amanda was like, you know, you should really try these drops. You can either drop them directly in your mouth or you can get a little vape pen and you just vaporize it, which is a really healthy way to ingest it. And it's great for anxiety. It will help you sleep much better. And it's, you know, if you have pain or back pain, like it's really great to manage that too. So many good, like so many good things about CBD. You should look it up. So when she was coming here, I was like, okay, well, can you like bring me some so I can try it? And I started out totally skeptical. Okay. Very, very skeptical. I guess mainly because I didn't know much about it, but I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to try since so many people are recommending CBD right now to me. Like from, you know, you know, when you have like someone tells you to, to like go read a book and you're like, okay, well, maybe I won't, but you're not super into it. And then another random person from another part of your life is like, hey, have you read this book? And then suddenly everyone like around you is like, like this book is popping up everywhere. I always look at that as, you know, the synchronicity of those things. It's like, okay, it's a sign to really read that book right now at this moment in your life. Well, for me, this was kind of the same. Like, okay, it's time for me to try CBD at this moment in my life. So she got me a a vape pen and a couple of different kinds of C. Like, apparently there's different ways to extract it, different ways to use it. This is from a brand called Thought Cloud. So according to her, it's the purest and most sustainably sourced CBD on the planet. And there's different ways. Like, there's different CBD that's stronger and more potent than others. I've been using one that's, um, people have been asking this. So it's 300 micrograms or milligrams 300 micrograms cbg and 800 micrograms cbd Um, and the one that i started using is one that reduces inflammation that can relieve allergies slow fungal growth reduce abnormal cell growth like it's something specifically that's against inflammation and i was like oh that's so interesting. I never thought like, what if this can be helpful for my asthma too? Because she gave me another one that was specifically for evening and anxiety and for deep sleep. But right away, I was kind of drawn to this one because it spoke about allergies and, and inflammation. And I have asthma. Actually, I haven't had like a big asthma podcast. There's a podcast um, from a while ago. If you scroll all the way to the beginning of this show with B. Bosnak, a friend of mine who also has asthma, and she talks about how pranayama meditation helped her with her asthma and asthma attacks, and it's been super helpful for me, but I can't manage my asthma without medication. I never really have been able to. I've had a year of my life where I had was completely off medication, but other than that, since I was three and a half or four, I've consistently been uh, with my inhaler always. Like I would, I can never travel without my inhaler. I don't necessarily use it every day, but I f- for sure several times a week I have to use it. And then I go through phases too. So like the past couple of months, I guess with stress and things, I find myself having to use my inhaler every day, almost, like every other day. And for anyone listening with asthma, like it's such a, oh, it's such a also psychological thing. Like if I'm going, like I'm going for a run, which of course I never do. Say I'm going, I don't know, I mean, let's say I'm going for a run or I'm going to bike or whatever. And then I'll think like, ooh, do I have my inhaler with me? And then I realized I didn't have my inhaler and just the realization that my inhaler wasn't there gives me asthma. (laughs) That's how fucked up that is. For anyone who doesn't have asthma, like the feeling of just not being able to breathe or the fear of the feeling of not being able to breathe is very, very intense, very powerful, really overwhelming. And I spent, you know, I have had so many overnight hospital stays in my life, so many really intense asthma attacks where I've ended up literally in the emergency room when I was little, especially it it was very, very intense. And it runs in my family. My sister has it. My dad has it. But 
over the past months, I've been using my inhaler way more than I normally do. So then I kind of, I got this CBD oil and I was like, huh, I wonder if like, can CBD be helpful for asthma too? So I started Googling and doing some research and found a bunch of discussion threads online from people who have not severe asthma that they have constant attacks, you know, but like people managing their asthma with medication, like kind of that regular manageable asthma, chronic asthma that I have. And so many people were saying, oh, you know, CBD is what got me off of my meds and I don't have to use the cortisone inhaler anymore. And, and CBD changed my life. And I was like, what? Like, why has no one ever told me about this? That's kind of crazy. No one, I never heard ever asthma mentioned with CBD. I've had friends who say, oh, you know, weed is really helpful for asthma. And I'm like, well, you're just a stoner. <laughs> and to me, like smoking something when you have asthma, like, of course, that's never going to be beneficial. So the thing about the vaporizer or the vape pen, it's just, it's, it's literal, like it's steam. It's just vapor. Uh, so it's not smoke. But I started doing all that research and I was like, okay, I'm going to try. So she, <laughs> I got the oil, did the whole thing with the pen. Like I've never, never vaped in my life. Like I'm, this is just, yeah, this is very, very new to me. And I just decided, I was like, okay, for the next week, every time I normally would use my inhaler or every time I get that feeling of like, oh, I have a little bit of asthma, instead of reaching for my inhaler, I'm going to... I'm going to try the CBD just to see, like just to try. Of course, my inhaler is like still there if I need it. I'm not going to just like, you know, like force myself to not use it, but just to see if it works. And I'm okay. I'm getting goosebumps now that I'm saying this Uh, over the past. It's been eight days, eight, seven or eight days over the past week. I have used my inhaler one time. And I mean, over the course of the past three months, two months, I have used my inhaler almost every single day. And the one time I used my inhaler, it was right when we were going for this. We, we did a, I did a triathlon over the weekend. <laughs> That's a whole other story. I'll, I'll get to that. But I did a triathlon, like an actual race. And as we're about to start, like, and it's a really long swim. And I was like, oh my God, I need to use my inhaler just so I don't get asthma mid-race. So I didn't even have asthma. I just used the inhaler, like, I guess out of habit or out of fear. But every time, and there's been a every at least one point every day where I've had a bit of asthma, not a massive attack, but just where I normally would use my inhaler because it's hard for me to breathe. And instead of reaching for my inhaler, I've been reaching for my vape pen. <laughs> just saying that it's like, it's so, 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 so crazy. And it's working. Like, I feel like I have to knock on wood. Wait. Yeah. I, it's, it's actually working. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to jinx it. And like, you know, it's only been a week. And also, I don't know, is it psychosomatic or not? Like the same way that, you know, sometimes I start worrying about getting asthma and just thinking about asthma gives me a little asthma attack. Uh, is it psychosomatic that I'm telling myself that CBD works or not? I honestly, I don't, I don't think so because I'm not this huge proponent of, of any of this. Like this is all so new to me. And I didn't meet anybody with asthma who, who's cured it with CBD. It's just what I read online or who cured it, who's managing it with CBD. But I, I'm telling you guys, like I get that little feeling like the back of my throat is just kind of closing up a bit and I <laughs> I take the CBD and I've been using it in the vaporizer and a couple minutes later, it just totally eases up, like all of it eases up. And then I go about my day and then I go to bed and I'm like, whoa, I didn't use my inhaler all day. Cool. And then I did that and the next day the same and then the next day the same. And now it's been a week and I, 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 I like, isn't this crazy? Isn't this crazy? It's so fucking crazy. So I'm going to I'm gonna keep, continue to update you guys. Also, I've been sleeping really, really, really well. Um, and normally, like, I don't have problems falling asleep. Like, I don't have uh, big sleep issues or anything. I've just been 
like sleeping longer without waking up. Like normally I'd wake up like one or two or three times in a night and I'd check on the baby monitor or go pee or something. I've just been sleeping through the night kind of very consistently using the CBD. So I don't know. I'm kind of like, what if, what, what if all my hippie friends are, tr- are right? <laughs> like, I know that there's so many medical benefits with marijuana and I'm just kind of excited that there is a way for me to, to, to use it without the high feeling. You are listening to From the Heart, conversations with Yoga Girl. It's never a bad thing to have some reassurance in your life. And reassurance can come in so many different forms, like your husband telling you he's proud of you, your daughter telling you she loves you in two different languages, or even something as small as your multivitamin reassuring you that you're getting all the vitamins and nutrients that you need in a day. Enter Ritual, the obsessively researched vitamin for women. Ritual's essentials have the nutrients most of us don't get enough of in our diets, all in their purest, cleanest forms. No shady additives or ingredients that actually do more harm to your body than good. For obsessive label readers like myself, all of Ritual's vegan-friendly, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, and allergen-free ingredients and their sources are 100% out there for the whole world to see. You can head to their website right now to take a look. Talk about reassurance. From D3 to Omega-3, Ritual fills the gaps in women's diets, all with a fresh minty flavor and no fishy aftertaste. When it's time for Dennis and I to start discussing baby number two, Ritual is the prenatal vitamin Reborn. It delivers everything from DHA to folate that women need at all stages of their pregnancy. For your added convenience, Ritual is subscription-based. For $1 a day, Ritual is delivered right to your door. Not good at keeping on top of your vitamin game? Well, Ritual understands and lets you easily snooze your subscription if life gets in the way. I have a feeling that, like me, Ritual will become your new Ritual, too. Better health does not happen overnight. Start your year with Essential for Women, a small step that helps create a healthy foundation for 2019 and beyond. Visit ritual.com slash yoga girl to try your Ritual today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl. For anyone listening, and I did get a ton of questions about this through social media when I just I shared a little snapshot just in my Instagram story the other day. I the, the company that makes the oil that I'm using that's been working super well for me is called Thought Cloud. If you want to give it a try, um, you can use the code Yoga Girl when you check out and they'll give you a discount. So use the code Yoga Girl at it's thoughtcloud.net and they give me a little kickback too if you try it, which I um, kind of need right now and kind of would, would love to. If you end up using it, I would love to hear it, how it's working for you. This, for me, it's just been kind of mind-blowing. Um, and also, like, everything, you know how everything connects? Like, I started taking the CBD, and I haven't been in this active place of, oh, I want to get off of my inhaler completely. I just It's been in the back of my mind that I don't want to take, I don't want to have to use my inhaler more than once a week. Like, it's not normal for me to have to use it every day. And, of course, the asthma medication, it's all cortisone, which just kind of fires up your entire body. And for anyone dealing with stress, like putting cortisone in your body, obviously it's, it works the opposite of that. So I've had this in the back of my head, but I haven't spoken about it. And then now my mom is super into the medical medium guy. You guys know Anthony uh, Williams, the medical medium. If you don't follow him on Instagram, you totally should. Medical medium. Um, I hope I'm going to have him on the show uh, in a couple of weeks. So he's the guy who started the celery juice. Like everyone's drinking celery juice now every morning. I, I drink it every morning too. And yeah, it's super 
super cool guy and uh so many people are totally changing their lives through through his methods but my mom randomly this morning she was like the no you know the inhaler that you use it's really not great for you like there's a huge chapter in his book like the liver rescue book where you t- where, where you cleanse your liver and he talks about how the liver always being backed up with different kinds of toxins is the reason why many of us you know get sick or we feel low on energy and it's the kind of root cause to so many problems that we have with our health and she's like, well, if, if you use your inhaler every day, it's like your liver is backed up with all this stuff from the medication. So not not trying to sit there and to tell people, <laughs> obviously not telling anybody with asthma to like, get off your inhaler. But for me personally, finding a way to use it less is really, really, really cool. Like really, because I haven't had an alternative before. It's been like, oh, I have asthma. What am I going to do? Like I would, you know, try my deep breathing. And if it's light, for sure, I can use pranayama to help. But as soon as as soon as it's there, it's like I have no other option than to use my inhaler to get the asthma to go away. But what if now, like <laughs> I can use the CBD since it's so clearly working and then only use my inhaler for actual, you know, emergencies or actual asthma attacks or when, whenever or if ever the CBD isn't working. Like that's going to literally, I mean, already this week, it's cut my inhaler use by 99%, like 95%. Like I haven't used it at all. Yeah, super, super cool. So stay tuned for a podcast with Medical Medium coming really soon. And I'm going to keep you guys updated for sure. Um, but if you want to if you wanna try the CBD, it's thoughtcloud.net and you use the code yogagirl to get a discount and let me know how it works out for you. Um, it's it's so fun. And oh, if there are any Swedish people listening. <laughs> so in Sweden, obviously in the US, like in a lot of states, it's totally legal. Not just medical use of marijuana has been legal in so many places, but it's totally legal to smoke and purchase and sell um, and sell weed also in its form, you know, original pure form with TH- THC and all of that. So in the U.S., like weed has not been a big deal, I feel. I mean, I know there's conservative states where it's like people think weed is it's a super drug and crazy. But generally across the U.S., I feel like weed is very, very widely accessible and accepted. In Sweden, on the other hand, marijuana is, uh, I think still, I don't know if they've changed the laws here. I think I have to do a little more research. But it used to be, at least when I was growing up, like classified as a hard drug, like at the same level of cocaine and like crazy stuff. And for anyone who smoked weed, like that's a super serious offense, really, like really, really, really. And uh, <laughs> I remember we were, when I moved to Costa Rica, I was 18 or 19 and my mom came to visit <laughs> and one of my, one of my really good friends in Costa Rica, who's a super, super stoner, smokes every day, kind of convinced my mom to try a hit of, <laughs> a hit of weed <laughs> And she was, you know, so freaked out about it, totally like, oh my God, what is it going to do? And, and how does this work? And what's going on? And she's like, well, okay, like, I'll try it. And she had like one hit of wheat and nothing happened. Like it was her first time, nothing happened. And, and then she got all paranoid. She was like, oh, if they find out I did this in Sweden, like they would take my kids away. And we were like, what? Like, there's no way, like you have one hit of weed and you lose your children, like there's no way. But literally in Sweden, at least in the past, people looked at marijuana the same as they would like heroin or cocaine, like crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. So anyone listening now who thinks that um, I'm promoting some crazy drug, I'm totally not. <laughs> CBD does not make you high and it's legal in most places. I don't know in Aruba if it is, if anybody has knows anything about that, let me know. I'm not selling it out of the trunk of my car or anything, but it's, it's funny and I think it's really cool how much how much is changing. I really should get like a, 
like a weed specialist or someone who knows a lot about this on the show. It would be really, really cool to talk about because so much is changing、um, in the world. And it's crazy that so many pharmaceutical drugs, you know, opioids, and and this there's this whole crisis of people that are addicted to、uh, pharmaceuticals from the, you know that they're prescribed by their doctor, and there are so many amazing medical benefits with、uh, with 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 CBD and the components of weed, and it's been illegal for so long. So it's kind of cool that that's changing, and we can all get get back to earth and to our roots and get a little more natural with how we how we medicate and how we support our bodies and our health. So I'll keep you guys posted. Man, I feel like I'm giving you like <laughs> so much happened this past week. Cut off my braid, waxed my hair, started vaping CBD, like not using my inhaler, feeling really great. Have a crazy baby. Probably what should be the peak of my like story of this past week is I did a fucking triathlon. Okay. If you've heard, if you've listened to the podcast, it's called the Bet. It was a couple of I don't know weeks or months ago. I did it with Dennis. I have a bet with my husband、um, for me to do a half Ironman for him to go to Path of Love. Path of Love is this spiritual, holistic, therapeutic retreat that I am a massive supporter of, and I've always wanted him to go. I think it would really. Oh, it would really make a super positive difference in his life. I know it would be really helpful for our relationship. It would help him deal with old stuff. But of course, this is me wanting him to do something. <laughs> you know, he he has to do what what he wants to do, and he's been wanting me to get really into triathlons and to try to train for a half Ironman because he's obviously、um, does several Ironman races every year. Super into it. Trains every day. Really loves the endurance training, loves the community of it, loves the challenge of it, loves you know like he's really fit. He lost a lot of weight, all this stuff, and I think he wants to share that portion of his life with me, and I want to share <laughs> the holistic therapy portion of my life with him. So we decided on this bet that if I complete a half Ironman, he'll go to Path of Love. And when I agreed to this bet, I was like, no big deal. Like I'm very strong. I I. I'm yoga girl. I I can do a lot of stuff. Like I gave birth. Like half Ironman. Like how hard can that be? Seriously, like can't be that hard. <laughs> yeah, you guys.、Um, turns out, <laughs> turns out to train for a half Ironman, you have to train every day. Like you have to really train every day. You have to swim. I don't know how to swim. Like I don't know how to crawl. I've never crawled in my life. I just know how to do the the chest. What do you call it? You call it something. You know the like doggy paddle like on your breaststrokes. I guess they're called. I only know how to do that. I I've never swam like from A to B like a distance in my life.、Um, biking. I I've never been on a road bike in my life prior to this past week.、Um, we have a little bike like set up in our apartment on the side of the house where I sometimes bike like in this stagnant place. Like while I do my emails, like that's kind of like spinning, I guess. But I've never been on a road bike like on a road.、Um, and then running. Running is the worst thing in the world. It, like I don't, I try to not use the word hate so much, but I hate running, like with with passion. <laughs> I completely despise it. It's the worst, the worst, the worst. And apparently, you know, to do an Ironman, you have to do all of these things repeatedly, again and again and again. Like what the fuck? <laughs> it was like I made this bet, and I didn't like I didn't wrap my head around the fact that to. It's not like I can just show up for a half Ironman, which is like a seven-hour race, and just do it. Like for Dennis to go to Path of Love, he literally just has to show up at this beautiful retreat center somewhere and then do some inner work <laughs> for seven days, which of course is also very intense and 
all this stuff. Like it's, it's a big deal. And it's for him, it's a huge deal and also very, very hard. But, but to do the half Ironman, it's like, I have to do this physical work every day for six or seven months minimum, preferably like a year before going. So I, I just started feeling like it wasn't very even this bet. <laughs> and then I haven't been training. I haven't been training. And I knew like if I commit and I start training, then I'm like committing to this race, which felt like this overwhelming pressure that, you know, then it was like, let's go, let's, let's go biking. Let's say Monday we start training, we start easy. We just go biking. We go an hour on the road and I teach you how to how to shift gears and how the bike works and all this stuff. And I was like, no, you know what? Let's maybe do it next week. And I've been pushing this, like the start of the training. Every week I've been pushing it because the start of the training means I'm committing and I didn't want to commit. And then my mom came to Aruba and she was like, oh, are you excited for the sprint triathlon? And I was like, what sprint triathlon? She said, the sprint triathlon, it's on Sunday. Then it signed us up a long time ago. Like, this is how we're, we're going to prepare for Ironman. She's like, and she's been home in Sweden training, like training. She's been biking, running, not swimming, but she's been biking and running at the gym a lot, knowing because she's kind of into the idea of this Ironman. And I haven't done anything, nothing, nothing. I've been on the bike in our apartment like twice. Yeah, or since, yeah, since before Christmas, I think. But really, nothing. And I was like, oh, a sprint. And I was like, then it's, well, what's a sprint? Like, how long is a sprint triathlon? So a sprint triathlon is 750 meters of swimming, 20 kilometers of biking, and then a 5K. So it doesn't sound like a thing. Like, listen to that, 750 meters of swimming. Like, how far is that? That can't be that far. Like, seven, it's 750 meters. I can walk that really fast. Like, how, how long? Hard can it be to swim? Not so hard. 20 kilometers of biking, like, the only reference I have in terms of biking distance is Dennis and he goes for like 80 kilometers on a Sunday morning. Like how hard can 20 kilometers of biking be? Not that much. It sounds like a lot, but I'm like, it's probably not that bad. And then a 5k, I mean a 5k, everybody runs 5ks all the time. Everyone I know who runs is like, I went for a run, just a 5k, just a 5k, just a 5k. I'm like, oh, you know, I can do those three things. No big deal. <laughs> so I decided like, okay, okay, I'll use this sprint triathlon I'll just do it. I haven't trained at a single thing, nothing, but I'll just do it to see. And if it's not horrible, then maybe, then I'll start training. We'll consider the sprint triathlon, like the beginning of my training toward this half Ironman. If it's really horrible or if, you know, God forbid I can't finish it, then I, I'm just going to give up on the Ironman idea. I'm going to stop like debating it and I'm just going to decide it's a no. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. You know what's smart? Making the executive business decision to stay home with your baby girl and send your husband to work at the office. You know what else is smart? Starting the new year off strong by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash yoga to hire the right people that your business needs. It might be my husband that's been doing a lot of the work lately, but I still like to make those important decisions from home. And unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates for you and saves your time for the more important things in life, like pool time with my baby girl. ZipRecruiter uses powerful matching technology that is able to scan thousands of resumes to identify people with the right skills, education, and experience, and then actively invites them to apply to your job. So you get qualified candidates fast. That's why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. This rating comes from hiring sites on Trustpilot with over 1,000 reviews. Right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash yoga. If you love this show, show that you support it and ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash Y-O-G-A. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash yoga. This was this Sunday, like a couple of days ago, and apparently you have to get up at five in the morning uh, to do it because it starts at seven sharp. And apparently you have to be there like an hour early to prepare. Preparing your stuff for a triathlon is apparently a big deal. 
like you have to put your bike in this perfect position and then you have to uh, because we run in this or you swim and then you go in the sand from the swim so you have to rinse your feet you have to like have your water prepared and like people have these like weird energy gels and i don't know what the fuck people are doing it's it's really weird but it takes time to set all this stuff up and <laughs> this friend of Dennis is super sweet she was like i have a triathlon suit and extra if you want one like you can just use it cuz then you can just swim you get on the bike and then you run and you wear the same thing it's it's the best way and and then i she she gave it to me and it was a little bit like too short it was pulling on my shoulders not bad i could have totally used it but i was like you know what just looking at me wearing this triathlon suit i wish i had a picture of it because you guys would laugh cuz i look so out of place I'm like it's going to make me look so much like I know what I'm doing that I don't want to wear it. I'm like I'd rather show up to this thing <laughs> wearing like sweatpants. You know, like something just so it's very obvious for anyone watching from the sidelines that I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't want to look like I know what I'm doing and then like not make it. <laughs> Does that make sense? I don't know. I mean, I was all in my head about this idea. The idea of a race and competition like I'm not very good with those things. I put put a lot of pressure on myself. I either put a lot of pressure on myself and I have to win or do amazing or I just decide to myself that I can't and I don't do it. It's very bad. Very bad mentality to have for any to you know, you know, no, no. But anyway, that's how I am. So we get there and I convinced Courtney and Jess from, from the studio and my assistants. If you've ever been to a retreat or a training with us, you know who Courtney and Jess are. They also do not train for any of these things. They didn't have any road bikes, so they had mountain bikes, which obviously wasn't a good idea. Anyway, we off we go. 7 a.m. There was like an actual like little gunshot and then or like a thing, like a sound, like now we start and all these people are running into the ocean. They're elbowing each other. There's just a bunch of people all trying to swim as fast as they can at the same time. That is is not enjoyable at all. So I'm like hanging back a little bit. Like, okay, I'm just gonna like I don't wanna be in this big crowd. I am the only one I felt like I was the only one who was not crawling. I didn't have a swim cap <laughs> and I was wearing like a normal bathing suit like that I would take to the beach, you know, like a normal like thing, but with like a little I don't I don't know. And I'm trying to swim and I'm swimming and I'm swimming and I'm swimming and I'm really bad at swimming and I'm doing the breaststrokes and then I just, I think I'm last. Like, I think I'm the last one. I'm, I th- I'm assuming I'm the only one who doesn't know how to properly swim. But then I look behind me and there's like two of the girls that I know train a lot and they do these races a lot. They're behind me. And I was like, what? Does it mean that I, like, I'm actually kind of okay at swimming? And it gave me this motivation to really go for it. So it was just, just because I saw them like, and they weren't like far behind, they were right behind me. But I was like, man, okay, I'm not last. And these girls that I know are really good at this. They're behind me. So what if I'm this secretly, I'm the super swimmer? What if like, I just don't know it, but I'm great at swimming. It's like this untapped potential, you know? (laughs) So I just, it just, it gave me a little kick in the butt and I swam for my fucking life. And you had to do two laps and then run around a thing. And then, yeah. And I swam and I swam and I swam. It took me 21 minutes, exactly like 21 minutes on the dot to swim, which apparently isn't a horrible time. Okay. It's not great. (laughs) It's not, it's not like, ooh, you're a great swimmer. Like, I'm doing this, you know, old lady breaststroke. But I swam, like, that kind of faster than people who crawled. So I think I don't suck. Maybe if I would learn how to swim, I would do okay. I don't know. Anyway, so I did that. And then I had to, like, run. And then because I was wearing this bathing suit, I didn't want to bike with a wet bathing suit. So I decided to change. 
<laughs> it took me forever, forever. And then all the people that were behind me in the swim are just passing me because they're just hopping on their bikes and off they go. And I decided to change because I was scared I was going to get a UTI and like, no one wants to wear a wet bathing suit and yada, yada, yada. So I'm like changing. All these people are passing me. I get on my bike. And when I get on my bike to leave, I'm alone. Like there was no one. Everyone else is like in a cluster for this 20K bike ride. Like I've lost my mom. I've lost Justin Courtney. I'm just alone. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this bike right now. It was the most boring fucking thing. Uh, I mean, I didn't have, you can't listen to music. I was like, I could have like a podcast on or something. It was so boring. And I had to do three laps of the same area, 20K. It was so boring. I was just, that was the main thing for me. It wasn't like I was killing myself because it was so hard. It was just so boring. And then the thought, it took me 37 minutes on the bike. And I thought again, like the swim, I was like, oh, probably last because I'm all alone. Everyone else is doing amazing. They're way ahead of me. Um, I didn't see Dennis anywhere. <laughs> like he just like, he was just so fucking fast. I was just like all alone biking, feeling totally bored, thinking I was like the last one. But actually, and I didn't know this until I got my time, but I didn't have a watch or anything. So I, and I don't know what's normal. I was the fastest girl in the race on the bike. It just blows my mind. It just totally blows my mind. I was the fastest girl on the bike in the race. I've never been on a road bike before. And I thought I was last. And I was so bored. Like, I was just so bored. If I knew that I was doing well on the bike, I probably would have felt really motivated to get off the bike and run. But here's what happened. <laughs> I finished the bike and I'm bored out of my mind. All I want is for this race to be over so that I can get like go home and go lie on the couch and watch Grace and Frankie, who has a new season out. And it's awesome. But that didn't happen. You know, I had this 5K to do. So like I put my bike away. As I put my bike away, Dennis is finishing his whole race. He already did his 5K when I come back on my bike. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, babes. He's coming in to finish. I'm like heading out on my 5K run. I was like, okay. And I was telling myself on the bike the last minute. I was like, Aff affirmation. I can run. I can run. I can run. And then I get off the bike and I start running. And after about, I don't know, 15 seconds, my brain decides, nope. Nope, no, no, nope. This is a hard nope for me. We are not running. <laughs> we are not going to complete this race. This is the stupidest fucking shit anyone has ever invented. Who is the idiot who thought to put swimming and biking and running all together? Why is the run last? The run is the worst. Why is the run last? Who, who decided that? The run should be first so that you feel motivated. There's people around you. You're like, oh my God, I can do this. And then you should swim last because then you're hot. Like, I don't know. And I, I just, I, I got it in my head. Like, this is dumb. I hate it. I hate running. And I just stopped. So it wasn't a physical thing. It wasn't like my body gave up and I got tired. I was like, nope. So I just walked. I walked the 5K. And when I was like halfway done through my walk, <laughs> Dennis comes. He's like, honey, I'm going to help you cross the finish line. <laughs> trying to be all upbeat, trying to get me to run. And I'm just like getting more and more annoyed. Like for every step I take, I'm just hating it more and more. It's hot. And I'm like, my mom suddenly is like passing me. She's running. And I'm like, I just hate everybody. Like I got totally like in my head and all upset about everything. And then it's like, we're going to run for 15 seconds and then we walk for two minutes and then run for 15 seconds. I was like, nope, I don't want to do it. Like I was like, I was basically Leia Luna in a tantrum. I was like, I'm not sitting, I'm not, not going to sit down in this boat, but like how she was today. No way I'm going to sit down in this boat. I'm going to stand in this boat. I was like that. I was like, there's no way I'm going to run this 5k. I am walking. <laughs> and no matter what Dennis said, he couldn't get me to run. So yeah. 
I walked the 5K. It was horrible. It took me like 35 minutes or it took me forever because I just, I just walked it. And that was that. And then we went home. We went to brunch. Like I had a kind of pain in my upper back, I think from swimming with my head sticking out of the water like an idiot. And that was it. And I just, I didn't feel proud that I completed it because I just, I, I thought I was, all I knew was I swimmed okay, but I thought like I was the worst at the, at the bike and I gave up on the run. So I just, I can't do it. And then I decided, I'm like, told Dennis, I'm like, this is not for me. It's just, it's too boring. If I can't bike for this long and it's boring, how am I going to bike for like four hours or three hours or however long an Ironman races? I was like, this is not for me. But then yesterday we got these results back from the how long it took and then it was like for someone who never biked who's never been on a road bike who says she hates biking he's like you're smiling in every picture there was people taking pictures you're always smiling and you were the fastest of all the women in the whole race and then I don't know it's like he knows what button to push because now like the ego side of me is like hmm what if secretly I'm going to be this super athlete and I just have to push over this hump of everything sucking (laughs) and somehow learn how to run and then maybe I'll win at triathleting. (laughs) Like my mind is like, ooh, I'll be like a superstar triathlete because I'm the best at swimming and running. (laughs) When fact of the matter is like, I totally fucking hate it. I hate it so much. I suck at it. It's not for me. I'm already bored. The whole part of it, I cannot see anything positive. But then now Dennis is like, you were so fast at your biking. And I'm like, maybe I should still do it. (laughs) I hate my brain, you guys. My brain is the worst. My brain is the worst. If I got to choose like the brunch, like yoga and brunch, like that's the way to go. Waking up at five, setting up for your triathlon race and then pushing and fighting to do all these things like I just I don't think I have the gene that some people have that makes you really excited about endurance training or long distance training but I also haven't officially surrendered either so I don't know I don't know I kind of wish someone could train for me if someone could take my body for a couple of months train for the Ironman for me and then I could just do the race if I could Maybe I could sneak in some head headphones or something so that I can listen to music or something when I bike. Or I can bike with, with a friend or someone who commits to like being there by my side so that it's not so boring. I don't know, you guys. I really don't know. I was trying to think of like, what's the point in all of this? All this stuff. This whole past week. All this stuff. <laughs> that that's that th- th- Like this past, like cutting off my braid, waxing my hair, smoking or vaping CBD, like having an epiphany about my asthma, doing a triathlon hating it but not hating it and 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 then just just here I am now (laughs) maybe this is just the effect of me not like working the way I normally work I have like a lot of more time on my hands to think about things I normally don't think about and for things to get really weird and (sighs) the takeaway that I have I mean really I'm like trying to find a takeaway from this whole week is I need to do what I really want to do We all need to do what we really, really, really want to do. And there are certain things we can't get away from. Like we have to work to put food on the table. Like, yes, of course. Like there are certain things that are just musts that, yeah, we don't want to do them, but we just got to do them because that's what adulting is like. There, There is a lot of things that we do because we think we have to do them or we do because our friends do them or we do because society tells us we have to do them. But if in our heart of hearts, we feel like I don't want to do that shit, then don't fucking do it. (laughs) That's the takeaway. I don't want to run. I'm not going to run. Like, 
I, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna run. If I want to wax my legs, I'm going to wax my legs. If I want to grow out my leg hair, I'm going to grow out my leg hair. Like literally is my takeaway. Hey, I'm going to laugh now or cry. Is my takeaway from this whole podcast that my baby is doing everything right. All her tantrums, all the challenges that I have with her right now are just from her doing exactly what she wants to do shit. (laughs) It's happening again. (laughs) It's happening again. She's my little guru again. Literally. The only reason we have any issues at all is because she does whatever the fuck she wants to do, whatever the fuck she wants to do it. She doesn't care about anything else, anybody else, pushes all the boundaries. Like she lives her inner wild woman, (laughs) like her inner wild girl is in there. Like she just does whatever she wants to do. And she has this strong belief in absolutely everything. And you can't, you can't get her to change her mind. Like she's just stubborn and she does what she wants. And yeah, sometimes that doesn't work well, like standing up in the boat when it's on the ocean. But other times, like (laughs) she's just coming into her own and finding her own way and becoming her own human being with her own personality. And man, if I'm like that as an adult, like why wouldn't she be like that as a two-year-old? Oh, (laughs) I can't believe that this is where I came to with this show. It's like I start off talking about how difficult she is and I come to a close with the fact that she's right and I'm wrong. (laughs) We should all be a little more like Lea Luna and do whatever the fuck we want to do. Yeah. So um, thank you for allowing me to come to that conclusion. (laughs) I'm going to go breathe into a paper bag now and um, maybe uh, vape a little more CBD. (laughs) Maybe go have a glass of wine and uh, I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. You can find all of them on yogagirl.com, on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you normally get your podcasts. Don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to the folks at Cadence 13 for their production work. And of course, thanks to my sponsors, Spotify, ClassPass, Ritual, and ZipRecruiter. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I'll see you next week.